3: put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
1: sucks losing sucks
2: sucks it's saturday suckage on 670 the score in odyssey station
4: yes josh allen that's that's it robbie triano Practicing producer, putting it in to, now you're going to do that. in my suck. Everything. Yeah. And you're going to do that in the suckage roll call, right? Isn't that what we want? Right. Welcome and welcome back. Saturday suckage indeed. Steve Rosenblum here till two o'clock, uh, one o'clock hour. Mark Grody will be here. The Bears have <clears throat> been hiring assistant coaches as if they got a, a loyalty card. They got to get punched. And the idea of. Matt Eberflus, hiring assistant coaches. How'd that work out for everybody last time? Yee. But now, we're going to welcome back to the show Ryan Horvath, co-host of BetMGM Tonight, which is part of the BetQL Network. He joins me on the guest hotline, presented by Circus Sports Illinois. Ryan, how are you?
0: Doing pretty good. Getting excited for the games to see what the bears are going to do in the draft here. I think they're going to end up taking Caleb Williams. I think that that's the move that you have to make, the safe make, but uh the safe move I should say, but uh yeah, uh it's going to be an interesting couple months here.
4: What are the uh, as long as we're there and you do this, I'm sure you can find a number of what the what are the odds of the bears choosing Williams, which means the bears don't trade out of that. I mean, there's that's a straight specific bet, right? Or do you bet that Williams is the number one pick and it's probably minus 500 or something?
0: Yeah, that's that's all you could do right now is just play him uh, to be the number one overall pick, which, yeah, I think the the odds right now just went up to like minus 500, minus 700 in some shops. You know, uh, a funny thing, though, an interesting one, I was actually looking at this last night and they took it off the board. And I did find the first non-quarterback to be drafted, Marvin Harrison, and it was minus 185, which is a little chalky. You have to lay $185 to win 100. But I don't think there's a chance that anybody else goes before Marvin Harrison, non-quarterback, because I I think Caleb Williams goes number one unless Chicago wants to trade that pick back, and I don't think they're going to do so. And then Washington has the number two pick. I would expect them to take either Drake May or Jaden Daniels. And then if you have the number three pick, you're probably taking one of those quarterbacks or somebody else is going to move up. Because if you need a quarterback, you want to get one of these three guys this year. Because next year, you're looking at guys like Quinn Ewers, Shador Sanders. It's just not as good of a class. So I did find that. I think that's really interesting if anybody out there likes draft props. Marvin Harrison, first non-quarterback to be drafted, minus 185. I think he's the best wide receiver in this class. And that's saying something because this is one of the better wide receiver classes we've ever seen in the NFL draft.
4: Talking with Ryan Horvit of BetMGM tonight. He is a co-host there. It's part of the BetQL network. So, the depending where you shop, as you said earlier, let's talk about tomorrow's championship games: Kansas City Chiefs and the Ravens. So I've here's what I've last seen: is it three and a, three? The Chiefs plus three and a half points, and. Over and under 44.5. I don't know what you're looking at, what BetMGM has. So let's go from there. And which way do you like any particular number at this point?
0: Yeah, so I actually like Baltimore in the game. I like them to win the game. I played some money line just them to win, but that's kind of gone now because it's minus 200. So you're risking, you know, $200 just to win 100. The numbers, there's 3.5 at BetMGM. And then, if you shop around, like if you have points better fan duel, you could find a four. So, if you want to bet the Chiefs, you probably want the four. You want anything over a field goal. I just feel like that's kind of like the market or the sports books almost begging you to take the Kansas City Chiefs because it seems too good to be true. You know, it happened last week where Patrick Mahomes was a field goal underdog, it closed at two and a half in buffalo but i just think this is a tougher matchup for kansas city and i think it's going to be a crazy environment we live like 35 minutes from the stadium and originally it looked like we were going to get some weather some rain i think we're still expected to have some rain so kansas city's already led the league in drops and on the defensive side of the ball (laughs) chiefs defense has been really good this season but the chiefs defense is more built to play with the lead they have a really good secondary and they could get after the quarterback but the run defense has been a huge issue they're right now 31st in success rate. And the Ravens lead the NFL in rushing attempts off tackle or outside the tackles. In that particular run, Kansas City can't stop. They're 26th in EPA and 28th in success rate. And now you're going against Lamar Jackson, who averages six yards per carry on runs off tackle or outside the tackle, which is fourth in the NFL. And Lamar's also led the league in scrambles, forced the most missed tackles on those scrambles. So I played his rushing yards at 57 and a half. I still like him at 62. I played the Ravens in the first half and Ravens full game. I think Baltimore wins this game. I don't think we're going to get the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, Super Bowl storyline that everybody's hoping for. <laughs> I think we're going to get Baltimore in the Super Bowl. Their defense is historically good, and Lamar's about to win the MVP next week. So I, I just I think they're too good, uh, and I, even for Kansas City. So I like the Ravens in this one.
4: All right. Well, Mr. Snicker at the romance of the NFL century, <laughs> let me – let me run this by you. It was brought up on Mullane Haw yesterday on this very radio station, the score that you're listening to, and the station that I am talking to, Ryan Horvath of BetMGM Tonight. We found out the referee for the Chiefs-Ravens game, Chiefs at the Ravens, happens to be a guy whose team, whose group, whose crew favors the... Who, the, the road team has won more than the home team when he officiates games. Now how much would you pay? Now what do you think about the conspiracy theory, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I never
0: pay attention to those. But it's funny because, you know, Warren Sharp, um, that's, he, tw- he tweeted out this, you know, the stat – and about the official crew and now there's like people that do this you know in the betting industry and they're going after him pretty hard and i love that's why i love social media you know that's the only reason i really keep it around is because i love to watch people lose their minds and argue but i don't buy into that but it is funny when there's that trend you know it's like the nba official uh that that always refs the chris paul games and chris paul can't (laughs) win a playoff game is it joey crawford he can't win a game whenever he officiates so maybe there's something to it but I don't know, man. <laughs>
4: what were people doing to Warren Sharp?
0: So he tweeted the uh, you know the against the, the against the spread stat about the officiating yeah. crew, and kind of made it sound like they were like out to get Patrick Mahomes. And so um, he put the tweet out. People got a hold of it, and uh, Warren's not really it's not really a back and forth. It's more just people going after him. So if you click on uh, his Twitter page, you'll see what's going on. See, right there. you
4: gotta get you gotta get that right Taylor Swift, the NFL is in its Taylor Swift era and has to get her to the Super Bowl. So that's why that officiating crew was assigned. Yeah. So is there a yeah. prop are there prop you mentioned Lamar Jackson, are there other props that you like or don't like in the Chiefs Ravens game?
0: Yeah, so I really like the Lamar one. Um, Other than that, I stayed away from that game because I actually like the under in the game. I took the under, I took it at 46. I still like it at 44.5, especially if we do get the weather. I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game. I think people are probably going to think it's going to be a higher-scoring game because it's Patrick Mahomes going against Lamar Jackson. But both teams are going to want to run the ball. Um, So the only other prop I have is Travis Kelsey to score an anytime touchdown, which is even money. I, I mean, he scores Pretty all these playoff games. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, he and him and Patrick Mahomes have broke every single record now. You know, they just broke Brady and Gronk's record. Yeah, uh, he's right there with Jerry Rice for postseason catches and touchdowns. Travis Kelsey is. So I did take an anytime touchdown. I figure he gets in the end zone, but the Ravens win the game. But I didn't do a whole lot. I did more with props in the San Francisco Detroit NFC Championship game, just because I think that's going to be a higher scoring game. And this one, I just I think it's going to be lower scoring.
4: So let's talk about the second game, the NFC Championship game, Detroit Lions at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I'm working with a money line of Niners minus 350, Lions plus 275, spread of a touchdown, seven points, and an over to under of 52. So I'm not sure what numbers you're working with, but what numbers do you like or not like?
0: Yeah, I like San Francisco all the way up to seven and a half. So I liked them at six and a half a lot, obviously getting under the key number of a touchdown, but I still like them at seven. If it goes to seven and a half, I still like them. I like both favorites this week. Usually I play underdogs, but, you know, it's just, I think these are two really bad matchups. And I know San Francisco didn't look very good against Green Bay, but I think they kind of needed that. They hadn't played a meaningful football game in three weeks. And there was some weather. Brock Purdy does not throw a wet football. So As long as um, we get the clear conditions, which it looks like we're going to get right now in this game, I like San Francisco. Detroit's been a fun story, but again, I just don't like the matchup. Debo Samuel, it looks like he's going to play in this game. He's obviously dealing with a shoulder injury. Even if he plays, I don't think he's going to be 100%. So I did play a couple props. I like George Kittle over 61.5 receiving yards. But even more than that, I actually like Christian McCaffrey over 35.5 receiving yards. In the two games where Debo didn't play this season, he had 51 and 64 receiving yards. And I like the matchup because he's going against Detroit's linebackers who are not really good in coverage. Jack Campbell, who they drafted out of Iowa, has a 78 out of 79 grade and pro football-focused coverage grade. And then their other linebacker, Derek Barnes, is 69. So I think McCaffrey is going to eat across the middle in this game. I think Brock Purdy is going to have a bounce-back game, so I took the over on his passing yards. I just I think this is a bad matchup. Like I said, for Detroit, the one thing that they have working for them, they could stop the run. They're top ten against the run, and they could get after the quarterback. So if they're able to get some pressure on Brock Purdy, maybe they could force a couple turnovers. But I think Kyle Shanahan's going to be too smart for that. He's going to have him get rid of the ball quickly. And Detroit also plays a bunch of zones. So it's going to be a big McCaffrey and George Kittle game. And I think we get uh, San Francisco and Baltimore in the Super Bowl. I think those are the two best teams.
4: Ryan Horvath of MGM Tonight is my guest, part of the QL, the QL Network. So you're talking about, in the Baltimore Chiefs game, a guy who scores every time, Travis Kelsey. McCaffrey really does score every time. Yeah. It's documented. What are the number and any time touchdown for him at this point should be like minus two twenty.
0: Yeah. I mean sometimes it's minus three hundred, minus three twenty. You know, you're laying really? three hundred and twenty dollars just oh to win hundred. Yeah, he actually he had that streak, that consecutive touchdown streak, and it was yeah. broken this year. And I want to say there were some shops, some sports books that were like asking minus three fifty juice. So you know what stinks about that market? You can't bet no, though. I would always, like, I always kind of uh, t- I talk about that. You can't bet, like, Christian McCaffrey not to score a touchdown plus 200 or anything like that. But I like him to score in this game, to be honest with you. What I do sometimes is I'll take him to sco- score multiple touchdowns and look for, like, plus 150, plus 200 odds because he's been a touchdown machine. I also really like the Detroit running back, Jameer Gibbs. I took the over on his rushing yards. It's a low total, only 44 and a half. San Francisco, they got exposed the last couple weeks, their run defense. Aaron Jones went over 100 yards, and they're 26 and expected points added per play which I know is a nerd stat, but they're 24th in rushing success rate allowed. Their defense, their linebackers are really good, Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw. They're really good in coverage. So I took the under on Sam LaPorta receptions five and a half. But you can run the ball on them, and you can take some shots down the field. So I think this could be a big game for Gibbs, and I think it's also going to be a big game for uh, Jamison Williams, if you like player props. I like him over 27 and a half receiving yards as well.
4: Ryan Horvath of BetMGM Tonight is my guest, part of the BetQL Network. We're talking betting and wager tainment for the NFC Championship, AFC Championship, the game's tomorrow uh, in the NFL. We're doing that on the score here. So what do you make of a stat? How do you handle the stat when Jared Goff, see, he may not be a totally different player outdoors, but he's not the same guy as, as he was as he is indoors. What do you do with a stat like that, or do you do nothing with it?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, with Jared Goff, everybody's kind of figured him out. Like him and Kirk Cousins are kind of the same guy. They're really good if they throw from a clean pocket. They're really good if they're playing in warm weather or in a dome. Jared Goff is atrocious if you get him outside, if you get him in elements, if he's thrown a wet football, and also if you get natural pressure on Jared Goff. So, you know, like that's the thing with Kirk Cousins, too. They're actually really good. Jared Goff's a top 10 quarterback in the league. When you blitz your golf, but if you get natural pressure, you know, if you're able to just get home with four guys, that's where he really struggles and he has those turnover worthy throws. So you don't really want to blitz golf. You need a solid defense. And that's why I like this matchup for San Francisco because they have chase young and they have Nick Bosa on the edge. And I think they're going to be able to get home, but also Detroit has a top five offensive line. So, you know, who knows, maybe they are alive in this game a little bit more than we think. But the, the thing with Goff, the other thing, um, when he uses play action, he's the number one quarterback in the league. When he just does you know, traditional dropbacks, he's outside the top 20. And San Francisco's really good against the play action pass. So it's really all just about the matchup for Goff. You know? like, but if he's going outside in a cold-weather game, I'm fading him every single time. In this matchup in San Francisco, he should probably be all right. You know, he's much better, obviously, in a dome at home. So I don't think that's going to be a huge deal. I still think that Jared Goff will put up some numbers. I don't think this is going to be the game where he has a complete stinker and throws like three interceptions or anything like that. Now, if they win this game and they meet Baltimore in the Super Bowl, that'll be my biggest bet probably in 10 years on Baltimore. We've seen that matchup already this season. I know it was a regular season game, but Detroit only scored six points in that game. And that was a game where they got home on Goff and he looked awful.
4: How soon would the look-ahead line be out if it were, or the Super Bowl line be out, if it was Baltimore or Detroit, how soon would it be out and how soon would it change?
0: You know what's funny is, so they have like hypothetical lines right now and there are people like, oh man, Detroit has to be a seven and a half point dog if we get that matchup again. But on a neutral field, it's actually only five and a half. So if Detroit were to meet Baltimore, it would be five and a half, probably around the same for Kansas City, maybe three and a half, four and a half. I know Detroit beat them. That was the opening game of the season in Arrowhead. But I think it would change pretty quickly. I think Detroit, uh, Detroit, I think Baltimore would take a ton of money and that would probably move like six, six and a half, maybe even a full touchdown. But it would definitely open under a touchdown, probably around like five and a half. And the other thing that's interesting, uh, we talked to Patrick Everson, who does some work with Vegas Insider. He's out in the desert, and he goes to all these sports books. And he said, "What's what's going on in Detroit is they're taking more money than anybody. So like a big book need actually is San Francisco, even though they're the favorites. You would think, man, the sports books are really going to need the Lions. Everybody's going to be hammering the Forty ers but that's not the case. And that's because." There's uh, you know legalized betting going on right now in in Michigan, and obviously they've had a good couple months because they had the Wolverines win the national championship. Mm-hmm. So now everybody's running to the sports book to bet the Lions' futures to win the Super Bowl, the Lions to beat the 49ers So they keep taking serious money um, out in Detroit and out in Michigan, which is kind of funny.
4: So at at the MGM in in Detroit or somewhere in in downtown there, I guess they need the Niners to beat the home team. <laughs>
0: Yeah. They'll probably need the 49ers. I mean, uh, I think everywhere, I I think everybody's probably going to need the Niners. Now it's, it's it's crazy how it works though. You know, like there might be some books that like need the Niners to win the game, but Detroit to cover the spread. And the other problem though that the sports books have is the Niners are a huge liability because everybody looked at the NFC at the start of the season and said, this division, I mean, this conference sucks, man. Like if you look at the top five quarterbacks in the NFC, I don't even know where to go. We thought Dak, you know, and he was an MVP candidate, but then we saw what he did in the playoffs against green Bay. Kirk cousins got hurt. You know, we hell hell um, Jalen hurts could have won the MVP last year. The Eagles got knocked out by Tampa Bay. Like Baker Mayfield might be a top five quarterback in the NFC. So San Francisco is a huge liability because they were getting three to one, four to one odds to win the super bowl. And they took a ton of money. So, the, the sports folks might actually be screwed in this game when you, when you think about it. Either way,
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's weeping for them. That's why they keep building. No. They built. They, they keep building Eiffel towers on the Strip, so nobody's weeping for them. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Ryan, what they're
0: going to need is the AFC team to win the Super Bowl. They're they're really they're really cheering for Baltimore. I think that's their best result, and I think that's the best team in the league. So if you do want to play a future. I don't think it's too late to bet a little bit of money on the Baltimore Ravens. Or you could just take Lamar Jackson to win Super Bowl MVP and still get like 8-1, to 9-1 to one odds if you shop around.
4: righty then. Look at that. <laughs> Investing for the future, like in two weeks. Before I let you go, let me ask you, favorite betting weekend of the NFL season. Is it last week with the divisional games, this week with the championship games, or Super Bowl Sunday? and why. So for
0: me it's usually it's usually divisional week because we have a couple different matchups to choose from. You know, usually they're rematches and usually they're tighter spreads. This season though was kind of tough. Like last week, you know, in the divisional round, I should say. I liked San Francisco a lot. I figured they were going to roll Green Bay. I thought that was a bad matchup for the Packers and Green Bay had a, had a shot to win that game outright. So the market's kind of caught on it's a little bit different these days, but for me it's still probably conference championship week and I still like the Super Bowl. But, like, for player props, they're released earlier than ever. So my, my, what my advice would be there is if you like overs, like let's say you like Travis Kelsey over five and a half receptions, you want to play that on Monday or Tuesday because those props only go up. And then if you like unders, I always wait until the day before and then you look at those inflated numbers and you play your unders. So I still like the Super Bowl, but I like having more options to choose from. Uh, choose from. So I still I still like conference uh, championship or divisional weekend a little bit better.
4: There you go. All the kids in the pool. That's the way it works. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate your time and insight. Terrific stuff.
0: Steve, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me.
4: All right. That is Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight. He's a co-host of the show, part of the BetQL network, and he's just, he's great. We had him on. We haven't had him on for a while, but This time of year when he's looking at stuff and through the prism of like, oh, my God, hey, yeah, there, okay, let's go. He doesn't like my conspiracy theory. He won't bet my conspiracy theory about the refereeing getting Taylor to the suite in the Super Bowl. We had some reaction to that. My interview with Nancy Armour of USA Today about Taylor Swift and men and women in football We'll give you a chance to call that in 312-644-6767. We have some text response that will get you to our text line and also some response to Bears quarterback situation. What about keeping fields, drafting Williams, don't let him play. And then you can dump fields and then you can play him. But he's got to have a year of just sitting, watching, learning, and not being Trubisky and not being... Fields did. We don't need a shell-shot guy. Use that pick on a quarterback. Keep the quarterback you have. Make Baygent number two. Williams doesn't play if Fields, no, I shouldn't say if. Williams doesn't play when Fields gets hurt. Baygent does. Williams can just bide his time and then go the Mahomes route or the Jordan Love route because the Bears don't have that and they need that. Teams that have that guy are the ones that win. The Bears don't have that guy. So that's my plan. 3 644 67 Minimum of
3: four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit
4: stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com mobilecom
1: What do you make of the Taylor Swift effect here? That's the thing that's disenchanting people with, with sports now. There's so much on the outside that come coming in. Entertainment value and uh, different things as taking away from what really happens on the field it's saturday suckage on 670 the score in odyssey station
4: and that is the uh, bigot tony dungy that's the idiot tony dungy it's just it's crazy No, it does it you don't miss anything on the field and she is being shown less tiki barber also with an idiot comment and my daughter wrote the story <clears throat> on CNN.com about the Taylor Taylor Swift in her NFL era and that kind of stuff. And Tiki Barber says, it's just the Taylor Swift influences. It's just detract- distracting. It's detracting from broadcasts. And well, guess what? My daughter went through and documented how she's being shown far less now than before. And yet more men seem to be getting their underwear, their panties in a bunch. Well. So, you're wrong. You're basing it on nothing. And there's still a number of replays being shown, and you get all that. And doesn't he need to go back to some church that'll hate gays? Isn't that what Tony Dungy's all about? He needs to go to a farm far, far away. Just uh, that's where he needs to go. So, welcome into Saturday Suckage. I'm Steve Roseman. We were talking with Nancy Armour of USA Today, and we were talking about Taylor Swift, and she wrote a column about. Basically, men getting, basically men feeling challenged. Oh, my God, where's my manhood? I have to show my misogyny. And the NFL has always, I there's a, a text here as we talked about it. And I guess I didn't do Nancy a, a favor. I didn't explain it about, there's a text here, where is it? One text we got is I don't recall as much national disdain when Erlacher dated. That's in quotes Paris Hilton, and they cut to her in his jersey and his suite during a broadcast. Yeah, um, wait, that happened. He dated Paris Hilton. Yeah, I didn't know is that. that. You're, that's you're, that's new to me. That's oh. new to you. You Suckage were elementary. You were today years old when he started when he was dating Paris. Yeah. Oh wow. I want to say it was a Monday night game and she's wearing his jersey in the suite and And then he got the hair and she was like, I'm out. Is that what happened? That's hot. <laughs> That's hot. 224 texture. I think we have to talk about we have to stop talking about Taylor Swift. I'm a female sports fan and Taylor might have gotten the teeny bobber crowd to tune in, but it's insulting that Taylor is the reason females tune in. We've always been tuning in. Sports just finally noticed. Yes, and Nancy made the point when she started that, and I didn't want to I didn't not want to give you the idea that it wasn't covered or assumed. Nancy talked about how women have made up almost half of the NFL's fandom for years. Now there's a different spotlight on it. And I I don't know, this it, it's you're, so you're only allowed to be a male celebrity or your manhood is job. Oh, 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 oh. 312-644-6767 is the number. Bob from Arlington Heights. Welcome to the Score. Hey, hey, Steve.
2: Um, I don't, you know, I don't disagree with you or Nancy on yoga. And as I told um, your producer in training, um, you know, I'm not a Taylor fan, but then I'm a geezer. You know, I'm not. I'm older than you are. So I don't get the whole Taylor Swift thing, but then my parents didn't get the Beatles. So, you know, live and let live. I said my only disappointment with Taylor, and you know, I, and I I have to couch this by saying I haven't yet seen next month's Comcast bills. So far, she hasn't found a way to monetize those screenshots that you know they could bill us all after the fact, whether we wanted to see them or not. And that's the only trick she's missed so far
4: monetizing her image, but. Yeah, um, that's an hey, excellent the game
2: ain't over yet.
4: Yeah, that's an excellent point. So you you keep track of that. That's great. Uh, and and cable companies, they will find you every which way. So you're right. She hasn't monetized that. But. Robbie, you're a Are you a Swifty? Robbie Triano, my producer.
0: Uh, I love my girlfriend and she's the world's biggest Swifty. So by proxy, I am a Swifty.
4: You are. OK. Do you think she's bigger than the NFL?
0: Uh, that's a really great take. I think of right now, she's probably the most famous person in America right now in terms of popularity, but I do not think she's bigger than the NFL. I think that shield carries every city in the country and maybe even the world. Not the world. I don't believe so. Well, Germany and London, wherever they're playing those games, <laughs> those, those ones. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, that's a great take though. Cause she is that famous where it's uh, it, you have to ponder about it.
4: Right, so we used to do that with Michael Jordan. He, you know, the, the Beatles started this. John John Lennon famously said, "We're bigger than Jesus," and Michael Jordan became more famous, most famous man in America, more famous than the Pope. So, I think Taylor Swift, worldwide, globally, she's probably better known than the Pope. We know who Taylor Swift is. I don't know who's in his Pope era right now, but I don't. I'm not saying that. With any sarcasm, I'm just saying, I don't know. So who'd be famouser? Who'd be more famouser than Taylor Swift worldwide? And by the way, that Super Bowl weekend, she'd be in Japan. But I'll bet she could get a private jet if she wanted to do that. But that's what the NFL is. Hey, wait a minute. We could have somebody fly from Japan to watch our game, and she's world famous, and that's the way it goes? Wonderful. 312-644-6767. Tom from Naperville, welcome.
1: Hey, I the Swift thing. Hey, why wouldn't the NFL want her in the booth for more viewers to be on there? W- female? What the heck? It's uh, hey. Or males?
4: Well. Wait, wait, males too? You don't think?
1: Yeah, males too. But hey, the reason I called, this is a hub question. But Steve, I think you can handle it. You can handle this. Okay, back to fields and the draft. So here there's two forks in the road. Like I would agree with you. Keep him sit the kid from uh, USC and get our draft choices. Now the question is if you go the other route, we trade fields, let's say Atlanta. I don't know what we get extra draft choices, but my my question is is I guess it comes down to is how many draft choices we get our fields we start the kid from USC. That's 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 that second idea. But how many draft choices would we we get? between the two scenarios. I mean, seven versus, well, I mean, I don't know. I think we got in the, if we keep fields, I think we have like eight draft choices, maybe more, but if we get rid of them, we'll probably get three more. And so we get okay, 12 try. first round draft choices, first round, but I don't know. I'm just looking. I think those are the two forks in the road to go.
4: Tom, you're making my head hurt. I, I don't want to think that, I don't want to do that much math. Here's the way I look at it. How many draft choices to have, the guy, or look at it this way. The trade Ryan Poles made last year when he didn't think CJ Stroud was the guy. Would the Houston Texans make that trade? Would they take what Poles got and give the bears CJ Stroud, EJ Moore, first round picks, second round pick next year, first round pick this year. Would the Houston Texans do that?
1: This year, you're talking about this yeah. year? Would, you yeah, would
4: you, if you look at that trade, oh, would the yeah, Houston would, Texans... You know, Stroud,
1: I don't think they'd get that at this point, how well he's done. I don't think so, but... but wait,
4: wait yeah. you don't think the Houston Texans would do that? Right? Or you do think the Houston Texans no, would
1: No, I mean, so Houston would give Stroud to the Bears, and we would get... No, yeah. And then what would we give to Houston. D.J.
4: Moore, first-round draft pick, second-round pick, swap of the. In other words, wow. do you think C.J. C.J. Stroud as the starting quarterback? Finally, yeah, well, finally, a winning yeah. quarterback from well, Ohio State. The guy.
1: Right now, I think one of our biggest problems is the quarterback coach, not the guy who's calling the plays. Though that get somebody that knows how to train, train, to teach a quarterback. Period. That's one
4: of our biggest. Get, get, get Peyton Manning up here for like a month. Boy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I got that. By the way, thank you for the call, Tom. By the way, Peyton Manning is going to be, we'll hear from him later in the show. One of the more wonderful finds. The uh, It'll be the star of my cultural Zeitgeist segment. I just cannot wait to bring this to you. 312-644-6767 is the number. Dave from Wisconsin. How are you? All right. Welcome to the I'm score, doing dude. doing great. Yeah. Man, how are you? I'm groovy.
2: Yeah, same here. But yeah. i tell you what, the gummies are getting downgraded as you guys talk about this. I don't have a problem with Taylor Swift. I think she's the latest in a long list of uh, high-profile female artists that have glommed on to NFL players. It's a tradition, so she's just the latest and greatest. I don't care. Okay, so as Um, you
4: as you yeah, whatever kind of misogyny laced idea you have, what are the other examples?
2: Well, well, no, it's not. Well, what are the other? What are the?
4: Who are the other female recording stars? No,
2: Mark Gastineau when he was a big deal with the Jets, and um, I mean. There, I, it's just happened before Madonna with, you know, half the NBA or whatever she was doing. And it just, it's happened before. And I don't, I see her as special in the sense that she is Muhammad Ali level known around the globe. Mm-hmm. And that's good for the NFL. There's nothing misogynistic about uh, my stance or me as a person. I I just think it's happened before, and it's not a big deal because it'll happen again.
4: Okay, I'll look forward to it happening again at this level. Thanks, Dave from Wisconsin. We'll take a break. When we come back. Um, <clears throat> share some WB Club news. A couple different items we need to bring to you, and um, one I think we need to find a way to force into Illinois. So Governor Pritzker. Listen up here. And we still have no response for... We we gave Mayor Johnson the idea. Ganja for guns, right? You tune in a gun, turn in a gun, you get a pre-roll. Have we heard from Mayor Johnson yet? That was my suggestion a couple weeks ago on the WB Club News. No, we haven't. Robbie? I think he's getting high on the, his own supply right now. Well, I don't know what Dave's gummies are in Wisconsin's hold holder, but... We could probably reduce the gun problem in Illinois. Ganja, or guns. Turn in a gun, get a pre-roll. Right? Who says no? Smoke weed every day. Okay, and I meant to the the. I get to the end of the story. My my daughter writes for CNN.com. She wrote about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and the NFL, and she's taking this macro view that that CNN does. And I appreciate that, and I'm reading this and reading this, and what does it mean in the greater part of the media and how it works? And she ends up quoting a guy who was the sports editor of The Daily Trojan when I was at USC, when I was writing for the paper, He' was one of the two co-sports editors, and now he's a professor at USC. And my daughter quotes him, and she has no idea that I went to school with this guy. I'm old. All right, uh, take a break. We can come back. Wake and Bake Club news. Top of the hour, Mark Grody. Speaking of Wake and Bay Club, he was one of the co-founders. But now we got a whole bunch of Bears assistant coaches we got to find out about. Mark will tell us. And in the cultural zeitgeist, Peyton Manning. This is Saturday Suckage in all of its glory. Peacocking around. Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score.
3: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward.
0: It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station.
2: There's something important I was supposed to do
0: today. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Hands down, dopest dope I've ever smoked. Wicked Bay Club.
4: I love weed. I smoke weed every second of every day. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Even Smokey the Bear is going, only you
4: can... I knew this. We're so high right
2: now. We're not low. Open up the door, it's Dave. Who? Dave D A V E. Will you open up the door? Yeah, Dave. Dave.
4: Right, man, Dave. Now, will you open up the door?
2: Dave's not here. Oh. <laughs> hey, 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 hey.
4: Smoke <laughs> weed
2: every day. <laughs> but I had the flu one time. Did a did a gummy bear. I, I was like uh, breakfast at Bernie's, you know, the dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to go to a party, and they, I went to the party, and they sat me in a chair, and people got sat beside me, took pictures, and I'm sitting there like I breakfast at Bernie's.
4: Smoke weed every day. Wake and Bake Club. Good job, Illinois Wake and Bakers. <clears throat> Illinois marijuana retailers set new monthly records to close out 2023. Wait a rally. Selling 181.8 million dollars worth of cannabis products during December, including a record 153.9 million in adult use purchases. All told, legal cannabis sales for 2023 set a new annual record in Illinois, reaching just under 2 billion dollars including more than $1.6 billion from the state's adult-use market, which launched four years ago. That's the way we do it. Smoke
1: weed every day.
4: Now, Governor Pritzker, here's how you get more. Here's how you keep raising the Wake and Bake Club members. This was being tried in Anchorage, and then politicians got in the way but it should be tried again. Two things that the dispensaries were doing there. They were trying free rolls. You get to sample them, or you could buy a new product for a penny that you could try. And drive-throughs at the dispensary. Where has this idea been? Why not? I mean, if you're... You want sample you want to sell product you do you go into my trader joe's we're giving away food right you're giving away food free taste they do it at costco so many places do this why wouldn't you why wouldn't a dispensary do hey here here's a hit here's a gummy try this or for a penny so that way you're not giving it away it's i'm sure there's a whole different judicial legal tax bracket thing but the whole idea of drug Robbie, if it was a drive-thru, wouldn't that make life easier? Wouldn't that be better? You speak into the clown's face. And
0: <laughs> exactly. I want a I number two. I want
4: uh, strawberry gummies.
0: Yeah, you got a Frosty as well. Oh, and then they just pass the roach to you? Yeah, that'd be great.
4: Yeah. And let me have some of those pre-rolls. for, <laughs> and, and give me 40,000 nuggets. I... I... We have to do that. Governor Pritzker, figure out a way. Make drive throughs work. And tell your buddy Mayor Johnson the maybe you could do it in all of Illinois. Maybe it's not just maybe I'm thinking too small in just Chicago. Governor Pritzker, ganja for guns. Maybe we can get guns turned in, offer them a pre-roll. And then you could let dispensaries give it out and and it, other people can experience that joy. I'm gonna say it's a good thing I'm so smart and I'm a pleaser, not a teaser. So that's the way the WB Club rolls. See what I did there, Robbie? See what I did? That's oh, because like the joint. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, we'll take a break.
1: Smoke weed every day,
4: and we'll come back with Mark Rody talking Bears assistant coaches. <laughs> They've been hiring them. Let's you can't tell them without a scorecard, and you can't even tell what they're gonna do. Or what it means for the Bears. But we'll find out. Mark will have the answers. Saturday, suckers, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Smoke weed every day.
3: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.